Welcome to Intimacy Matters. I'm Nicola Foster. I'm a sex and relationship therapist and a self-confessed intimacy geek. I work with couples around the challenges of keeping passion alive and how to deepen intimacy. And I'm Jason Porthouse, Nicola's partner. I'm also fascinated by what makes for fulfilling, nourishing and sexually alive relationships. So whether you're in one or you want one, join us as we learn from the best experts in the field and find out how we can have healthier, happier, sexier relationships. So you remember that book you bought me a while back? The Ultimate Guide for Podcasting for Beginners. <laughs> I think it was a Christmas It was present. a Christmas present. And it did sit on my thing for my bedside table for a little while before I got into it. But in there it says you got to know the who and the what and the why about your podcast. So I guess we could start there, couldn't we? Who are you? <laughs> Well, is it who am I or who is it for? Oh, no. Crikey, I'm going to have to go and read it now. Well, let's start with who are you first. Uh, yes, like it said on the intro, I'm Nicola Foster. I'm a sex and relationship therapist and an intimacy geek. And i uh, based in the UK, if my accent doesn't give it away. And I've been a couples therapist for a few years now. I trained initially um, as a psychosexual therapist working with NHS clients. And I've been in private practice since then, working with couples and individuals, supporting them with relationship issues. Um, I was in London and St Albans, and now I'm in the southwest. Along with me. Yes. Who are you? Who am I? <laughs> oh, there's a question. That's a whole can of worms to open up. So, um, well, I'm, I don't have any background in therapy or anything like that. By day, I'm, um, I work in TV and um, I sort of make documentaries. So I'm interested in media and things like that. But I also am very, very fascinated about relationships and um, psychology and all sorts of things like that and spirituality and where they all intersect. So for me, um, this is a great opportunity to kind of explore those areas a little bit more. And I guess to have just really interesting chats with people mm. that are sort of fascinating um, and find out more about the ideas that they've got, especially when it comes to sort of relating and... Um, intimacy in all of those areas of our lives that are so fascinating. Yes, I think this this kind of venture came up for us when we were talking, um, you know, we love listening to podcasts, both of us, I think, and, and really enjoy ideas. And I know for me, one of the, the real appeals of a podcast was that we get to ask the questions that we want to hear the answers to and we get a little bit of behind-the-scenes yeah. information about yeah. people. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely a big part of it. But I know, too, that this sort of whole area of work around intimacy and and and, and, and healing is really important to you, isn't it? Yes. I think that's why I thought maybe there was space for another podcast because I think there are a lot of podcasts about sex and kink and polyamory and um, relating. And 
and a lot of really fantastic sex education and it's brilliant you know it's absolutely amazing all of the resources out there and i suppose for me one of the things that i that matters to me is that i've been studying trauma for a number of years i've had my own relationship trauma my clients come with their um struggles and difficulties and um often that have arisen through things that happened in their childhoods or through um events that have happened in their adulthoods that mean that sex and relating are really difficult mm -hmm. and I, I and you're right for me this area is somewhere where i feel really strongly that and there's a brilliant quote uh i think it's stan tatkin says we are hurt in relationship and we heal in relationship mm. and often things that have happened to us have happened because our relational safety has been undermined something mm. happened whether it's a sexual assault of some kind or, or neglect or abuse or abandonment or rejection or something happened that meant that our our system uh, stopped feeling safe mm. around others And we can do a lot of work on our own to heal those wounds. But one of the most um, supportive and healing ways is to do it in relationship. Not easy, no. but to do, to do that kind of healing in relationship. Mm. No, that's beautiful. So I guess that sort of informs the, um, the why, why we're doing this, to kind of bring that information out there and, and yeah, give people food for thought, really, and, and kind of not necessarily um, deal directly with issues or problems, but to, to kind of expand people's horizons a little bit and get them to think slightly differently and maybe, you know, from something they might have heard on here to, to go out and um, investigate further. Absolutely. I mean, I, one of the things I think is lovely about doing this is give, it's giving a voice and a space to teachers who are out there doing their work And like you say, to plant seeds and ideas and inspiration. Um, we say that this podcast is for people who are fascinated by um, relationship, whether they're in one and they're trying to use it as a way of growing or whether they have a longing to be in one because maybe they've been hurt in the past and they're trying to figure out how to do it better next time around. And Yeah, this that is definitely a big why is, like you say, we've, if we can offer something that's inspiring, that's thought-provoking, that's um, new, a, a new horizon, mm. then that's really exciting and valuable, I hope. So with that in mind, what are some of the topics that are going to be on the programme? What have you got sort of uh, that you would like to bring to this? Well, a core one for me is you know how do we keep desire alive in a relationship a lot of uh, one of the most common reasons that couples go to sex therapy is that um, there's a mismatch in desire or there's a, a partner mm. with low desire so that's definitely something that we're going to be looking at is supporting people on the dis rediscovering of their own um, sensuality sexuality Um, if somebody's feeling that they've lost their sex drive and they want it back, that's really 
one of the core topics. Mm. And I want to respect that for some people, they don't want it back. They're quite happy and nobody, you know, I would hate to be thinking that we're um, pushing this agenda. Absolutely not. You know, for some people, actually, they feel done with that aspect of life or they identify as asexual. Uh, But there are other people who are saying, you know what, I want... I mean, we called this um, overarching brand of ours wanting more, and people are saying, like, actually, I want more from life. I want, I want more connection with my partner again, and I want mm. to get that aspect of life back on track, and mm. I don't know how. Because mm. it can often be sort of bound up with just our, our zest for life in general, can't it? Ah, oh, now there's a whole subject for a podcast episode, isn't there? Absolutely, yeah. I mean, if we've um, lost our zest for life, lost all of our life force, then it's going to be really hard to have a, an appetite for sexuality or to see what why bother. And also I'm really interested in the whole kind of area of... of, of um well, just how much we need intimacy in our lives, just how much we need, not necessarily sexuality per se, but just physical touch, the the kind of benefits of that, the benefits of community, of sort of being with people, having a tribe and, you know, finding your way in life through through connection with others. It's an interesting point you raise because, I mean, as a couples therapist... Um, we talk about the stages of relationship being ideal, ordeal, and real deal. You know, so for a lot of couples, they stay in ideal for a long time. Things are good, things are working well, or they're idealizing their version of the relationship. Then comes the ordeal, the kind of power struggle about when things are more difficult, we don't see eye to eye. There's a lot of uh, issues about value differences. Um, and different goals, and is the relationship worth um, worth working on and staying in? And then comes real deal, where you where the couples work through those challenges. And this might sound like it doesn't relate to your question, but I'm, I'm bear with me. I'm going somewhere with this, which is that I think in the Often one of the things that happens in the ordeal and the real deal stages is that the couple realise that they need more than just the two of them in isolation or their nuclear family. Mm. And that what's really been missing is um, hobbies, sports, friendships, social activities, community. That, 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 I mean, Esther Perel, my heroine, Esther Perel, um, amazing relationship therapist, she talks about how we put too much emphasis on the couple dynamic mm-hmm. to meet all the needs. Yeah. Uh, we used to have a village. We yeah. used to have a village. We had elders. We had the aunts, the sisters. We had the, yeah. the men's work, the, the, the rituals and celebrations where we, we were all holding each other in yeah. our tribe. And now we kind of live in one house in a little domestic unit and it puts so much pressure on that couple relationship to be everything. Mm, mm. And of course that's something that very, very few people can live up to, if any. You know, to, to be all things to that person and partner is, is, is just never going to... It's impossible. No. And you can maybe make it work for a period of time, but then cracks will start to appear. 
So we're going to look at sort of differing ideas around this, I guess, and 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 ways of broadening our horizons a little bit. Yes, because of course it's not without challenge if you're in that ordeal stage to start doing things differently. Norms will have been created, uh, routines, and the person who's you know, sticking their head above the parapet and asking for something new, that might, um, that might be very scary and frightening mm-hmm. for their partner um, in terms of the equilibrium, mm-hmm. the safety that they've created together. Mm-hmm. And of course, the other thing I think we want to reflect is the fact that we're living through really changing times in terms of people's identities, uh, people's sort of relationship with sexuality, people's relationship with relationships. Absolutely. I mean, it's ch- it's changed so it's changing so much um, at, at the current time. We're evolving as a species and we're becoming people are more able to speak openly and there's in some way it's a it's a fascinating time isn't it yeah. in some ways we're more open about sexuality um who we're attracted to the kinds of sex that we that people are having you know 50 shades of gray came out years ago now and um all these areas are much more talked about than they would have been in say our parents generation mm. um But you and I talk about sometimes there's also creeping in some more um, puritanism around Mm. sexuality. There's like a broadening Mm. and excitement around sexuality. And then at the same time, you know, this whole period of time we're living through, uh, it's been illegal for people to have hookups. Yeah. Because of COVID. Yeah. Yeah. So there's, yeah, there's there's a lot of contradictory. Yeah kind of stuff going on in society and and I guess one of the things we're going to be trying to do is is chart a course I guess through that or, or maybe um, at least kind of explore those ideas and those contradictions and the tensions around these things and what it brings up for people. Indeed the yeah I think podcasts are a lovely way to do that aren't they because the, we're not trying to um, get this right. Yeah. Uh, I, I think we may put out an episode and then find that we don't agree with it three months later because our views are um, emerging as are everyone else's. We're all learning together in the um, emerging field. Mm. And what's Alanis Morissette got to do with any of this? (laughs) Well, isn't it ironic that you just remembered that? Um, I said that I... That one of the reasons I wanted to do a podcast is I was a huge Alanis Morissette fan when I was young. Oh my goodness, that album. I mean, that's all about relationships, right? And sexuality and sensuality. Jagged Little Pill. And uh, it was to my great delight a few years ago, I stumbled across Alanis's podcast where she did exactly what we're doing here and got on some of the leading teachers in the field. Uh, she had... Um, Harville Hendricks and Helen on, who are uh, amazing teachers in this field, the the experience of Imago. And she just talked about her marriage and how understanding things like a 
attachment theory and trauma had been so vital to her healing and then how that has an effect then on her creativity and her, her creative process. And I learned a lot from that podcast just from people talking and having these conversations. So mm-hmm. she, I think she might have uh, inspired this. Yeah, thank you, Alanis. <laughs> so we've got some really interesting people coming up uh, for our first season, I guess, if you want to call it that. God, this all sounds very, very professional, doesn't it? <laughs> um, who are you looking forward to? Well, Janet McGeever springs initially to mind... Um, our furthest away guest from Australia who wrote the book Tantric Sex and the Menopause and with Diana Richardson. And I just think it's a fascinating insight into that stage of life for women and how that impacts sexuality. Mm-hmm. How about you? Um, oh, well, we've got so many. Uh, Jan Day, who's a claimed relationship and uh, intimacy sort of teacher. And we're going to talk to her about conscious relationships amongst other things i'm really looking forward to that um ruth culver who's going to be talking about um internal family systems which i'm keen to learn about and uh kate mckenzie as well yes kate's one of my colleagues as a a fellow psychosexual and couples therapist Kate's got so many strings to her bow. I'm sure we'll be talking about flirting because that's something that she does workshops on. We may talk to her about emotionally focused therapy. Um, bridging too. Yeah, Because we've both done a bridging workshop with her. We have. Which, which was, was really good. It was really fun, yeah. yeah. So all of these programmes, uh, we hope, are going to be full of ideas for you um, and full of just brain food, really, to sort of get you thinking about relationships and all the various ways we interact with people. And what would be amazing would be to hear from you about the guests that you'd like us to have on the show, the questions and themes you'd like to uh, us to talk about on the show. Um, please do get in touch and, uh, yeah, give us some some of your food for thought and and tell your friends about the show too. Anybody you know who's a, who's also a relationship geek, then pass it on. Yeah, do spread the word. And uh, yeah, like you say, you can get in touch with us at um, through the website for the show, which is www.wanting-more.com. I think it's slash podcast, isn't it? It is. Yes, um, for slash podcast, and we're on uh, Instagram and Facebook. Yeah. Well, you're on Instagram and Facebook for that. <laughs> you're just getting to grips with Instagram, aren't you? I am. I'm still a bit of an Instagram newbie. Yeah. Um, about five years behind the crowd, but uh, bear with me. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, any kind of um, thoughts and comments and stuff like that, we're going to welcome with open arms. And it'd be great to hear your suggestions for anything that you want to hear and comments about what you have heard. Absolutely. Have we covered everything then? Yes. Great. Shall we get out of the way and let them <laughs> get on with listening to the programmes? Yes. Excellent. <laughs> Thanks for listening. If you like what you hear, subscribe so you never miss an episode. 
And remember, you can interact with us at wanting-more.com. <laughs>